All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the too ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Listeners, we are recording on Sunday, the 22nd of November. I am in my basement. Uh, Jake can see that. You can't. And the only reason I tell you that is because uh, it is Sunday morning, as I just mentioned. So I have a bunch of kids running around. This was the most isolated spot I could find in the house. But they're still above me, so you might hear random thump, 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 thump as they run around and or screaming as they're told to put on clothes or do shit, so. Nice. My entire apartment is a basement, so. But is it. Welcome to the club. Is it insulated, though? Because I never hear uh, people running around upstairs or tap dancing in your, uh, your domicile. No, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's insulated. It's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. We, we are, this is just, uh, you got the carpet, the floor, and then it's open-ended because you can see that it's a non-finished part of the basement. Yeah, it looks it looks haunted, man. It looks like some fucking ghost that died in the 1800s is about to come out and fucking try to startle you. All right, you know so watching that haunting a blind manor. No, oh, how, how shitty is fucking ghost shows? All fucking ghost movies can kiss my dick. I heard that the first haunting was good, like I, ha- Haunting Hill. I've heard that was good, but then Bly Manor is the sequel, and it's not as good. Like they they had an yeah. accidental hit and went, oh shit, we need to replicate this, and didn't. That that's what I've heard. Yeah, it's getting stretched too long. Basically, every single one of these boring fucking characters, they're going episode by episode with their backstory, which you go, hey, that's important. It's a show. I need that. Yeah, but you could fucking give me the cliff notes to some of these boring assholes. I don't need to sit there and go, well, before I started working at Blind Manor, well, first let's go back to high school, right? So I had this girlfriend in high school, and then I I, I got my associates at UCLA, and it's just like, I, I don't... Just, just fucking wait. Get to the ghost. Get to this fucking shit. What are you doing? You know what? You I just, don't need a whole episode on this boring asshole who was an accountant and now he's working at Blind Manor. It's like just they get to Blind Manor. They didn't have enough uh, episodes to fill, so they gave everyone a huge backstory. It's exactly what it was. Everyone became just the the Michael Corleone of the episode, uh, even though they were not Michael Corleone. You know what you reminded me of is the last Stephen King book I read. And it's it's my fault because Stephen King admitted a few years later that uh, he was a huge alcoholic and a cokehead, and he would just sit down drunk and coked out of his mind and write for hours and hours and hours. And yeah. uh, I think he, he admitted it and he apologized and said, okay, that wasn't some of my best work, so maybe I should give him another chance. But it was the Tommyknockers. And I remember full well, he started a chapter talking about this traveling salesman. And he wrote probably, I don't want to estimate, he just wrote a a ton of pages of exposition on this traveling salesman's life, talking about how he uh, grew up, maybe got married. I don't remember the guy's story. I just remember reading, oh, here's a new character in the book, and here's his backstory, and here's everything I'm going to need to know about him. So he writes and writes and writes about this character. And then the character shows up at the town that the Tommyknockers is playing is uh, set in, and he's killed immediately. And I'm like, why the fuck did I just read 20 pages of this guy's life back, his wow. whole life, just to have? And then so years later, when King admitted that he was drunk and a cokehead, it made sense that he was just sure. you know, coked out of his mind in writing. But at the time, I'm like, I just read 20 pages of this asshole's life. And all he was doing was driving in a car to get to this town, and then he's killed. And I'm like, that made zero sense. And I get the impulses that, especially if you're a writer and you're fucked up or whatever. You're like, look, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do. I, I guess what what a comic writer would call misdirection. You know, 
I'm gonna give. I'm gonna make this seem like the main character, and he's dead. You know, like I, I kind of, I get the impulse of that, but right. you don't need 20 pages. That you could have done that with five, six of them. Well, yeah. I could see that also if he wanted to do that with um, characters interacting, like um, like you said, misdirect, like who who did it, a murder mystery. But this was a guy literally driving alone in his car to get to the town where the Tommyknockers took place, and then he's killed. If it was him in a house with other characters, and he's built up like, ooh, this is going to be someone important, and oh, shit, they killed him. What just happened? That's one thing. But driving alone in a car, learning about this guy that played no role in the entire book was a bit much for me. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's pretty crazy, man. I'm honestly, I'm finding myself getting annoyed with Ghost movies and shows as a fucking premise right because every single god and i I don't want to say there's no good ones i'm not saying i've never seen a a good ghost movie they're they're out there the shining was fucking one of the best horror movies ever written off of another great stephen king book by the way yeah but uh, stephen king before he got coked and drunk out of his mind Dude, most ghosts, yeah, exactly. Kind of, you know, you drank and did coke socially back then. It was a better book for it. But most ghost movies, they just, there's no, the ghosts are just doing shit for no reason. You, these people are just walking around and the ghosts will be like, oh, out of nowhere and then just go away. And it's like, what the fuck do you want? And, and half the time, it like the ghosts are evil, like they're murdery ghosts. And it's like, well, you're not even... You're not even murdering the people that murdered you back in 18-whatever-the-fuck. This is just some fellow who rented this mansion on Airbnb. He didn't do nothing. You, you know, and, and and if that's your plan, right, if I'm the new general in charge of ghosts, of violent ghost attacks, I'm going to be like, listen, no more waiting an hour and fucking half to kill these fat fucking tourists, okay? <laughs> or or an entire 10-episode series on Netflix, you cunts, we're going to Do you have the power to kill people? Yes? Yes? We're taking about the minute they fucking sit on the toilet. The minute their fucking pants are down, that's when we come in. We don't go, oh, look, a ghost. I can fucking run out the door. Look, he's dressed. He's got his shoes on, for fuck's sake. Gary, you've been fucking this up for centuries. Listen, you're waiting until they're asleep or they're taking a shit and you're just going to show up and <clears throat> icy hand of death. That's the way. No, we're not just going to. Hey, but what if. What if I make a sound behind the curtain and then she checks behind the curtain, but I'm in the mirror? Ah! I'll do that before I kill. Dude, you're giving her time to rent another Airbnb if you do that, you dumb fuck. You, this is why you've only killed seven people since the 1700s when you were like, I, I don't know, butchered by a blacksmith or whatever the fuck. And, and you need to just, just right away, just. End a movie. This could be a fucking. I, I could. I could put my story of you killing people on on on, on fucking Twitter. This video is going to be so short. It's going to be over and done. Two minutes, and then boom, on to the next victim. That's how we're doing it, ghosts. On Quibi, that's Alexa in the background telling my daughter it's time for a reading class because she's pretty. Uh, not my daughter. Alexa is pretty fucking stupid. We have her set to give my my kids are in Zoom class, virtual learning because of the virus. And uh, so we have her set to give uh, weekday alerts. Hey, it's Monday. It's reading class. But no, it's yeah. Sunday. And she just gave an alert because Alexa's fucking stupid. Well, are you sure it's Alexa? It might be a murderous ghost that wants to murder your daughter after like two and a half years. Just kind of <laughs> randomly doing little annoying things and startling yes, her a little bit. Little annoying things like changing the, the alerts that we have just to piss us off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This fucking boring ghost. And how come all these ghosts... 
are from like the 1800s or whatever. You know, there was less people alive and certainly less people in the country back, you know, the further back you go. How come all the fucking ghosts are dressed Amish and stuff? You think there'd be at least one ghost where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, apartment 3B. It's actually haunted by a guy named Doug. He, uh, he, he died in the 90s. He was a big, he was a big drunk, liked his carbs. Uh, liver cancer. That's what took him out. <laughs> liver. He died. Uh, liver. Yeah. I, sometimes on a full moon, you can hear him go. Ooh, get your blood work checked. Don't ignore it too long, like I did or whatever. And how come all these ghosts are? They're always murdery ghosts or whatever. For now, I've met. What about all the creepers? Right. If you're an invisible ghost. You could just watch women change. I've never met someone who's just like murdery, who just wants to murder random. I know they're out there. I know serial killers are out there, but they're very rare. I think for every single I want to stab you in a mansion ghost, there's like 17,000 ghosts that are just hanging out invisible in the changing room at Victoria's Secret. You know what I mean? Like every now and then a dude just fucking shows up in the mirror. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Hey, I'm not. Hey. I'm not one of the stabbing ones. I just like to watch. <laughs> I'm just What's watching up? you. You come to this changing room often? Yeah. You know, the. I think I'm correct in what I'm about to say. If I'm wrong, hopefully you'll know. The The worst ghost movie I've ever seen, I think, uh, was, I think, The Hours by Nicole Kidman. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, where it, uh, it, it turned out they were the ghosts at the end, right? Yeah, and that's why... I kind of like that twist. I, that was a fun twist See, th that's why I hated it, because to me, all the, the people did was they watched uh, The Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis and went, ooh, what if we just made that movie only with a family? That's literally all it was. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Because most other ghost movies are just copying 17,000 other ghost movies where it's like, oh, the guy was killed in the house and now it's haunted. You know, like that. I, hey, at least they put a fucking twist in it. At least well, they put a goddamn twist. twist. I, maybe I would have liked it if someone watched The Sixth Sense and said, ooh, I could do that with a family. And then said, okay, I'm going to write the script and I'm going to sit on it for 10 years so nobody notices. But they literally watched The Sixth Sense and said, ooh, I'm going to do this right now. And that, uh, see, I didn't. I saw it years later. Yeah, so see, I if, actually, if that's they why had I enjoyed sat it. on it for a while, then maybe it would have been, it, but it was too soon yeah. for me. It's, it's like watching Volcano go into pre-production and then the other studio says, we got to do Dante's Peak or Armageddon and Deep Impact where they just jump on one another. Yeah, see, I did, I did watch that movie a good 15, 20 years after it was, I, I mean, a long time. I, I watched it fairly recently, actually. Um, the only thing, dude, okay, here's what I fucking hated about that movie. You remember how they had that, that Irish family? That I don't was remember like their, anything their about it other were? than just being completely disappointed when I realized, oh shit, they just stole this for another movie. And then I just sat in the theater going, this is going to piss me off if that's the twist. I was angry for the for the Irish family because they're like servants. The Irish servants, they were from the 1800s and they died of like tuberculosis or something. And so they just continued being their servants as ghosts. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why are these? This is a nice family who died of tuberculosis. They're living in the servant shack, like like shitting in a hole in the ground or whatever, and 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 and, and cleaning all these ghost things and giving them food. Oh yes, madam. This lady fucking shot her kids and then herself. Like, if you murder your kids, you should have to be the servant, not the family that dies of tuberculosis. That's <laughs> bullshit. What kind of fucking purgatory is this? That makes it's sense. racist against the Irish. That's what I felt about that movie. That was that's a good stance to take, you social justice warrior. You.
<laughs> oh, God damn Wait, it. Wait, you I... said you murdered your babies. Let me cook you some shepherd's pie. Like, no, that's not the way that should go. I just, I made myself angry just now, Jake. I said social justice warrior. I, I don't suppose you saw what was trending on Twitter this morning as of right now. No, no, no. I, I woke up and, and did this podcast. John Cleese is trending. And I went, oh, shit, I hope he's okay. I hope John Cleese didn't yeah. die. So I click on it. And you know how there's whole I, I, kerfuffle about uh, J.K. Rowling and trans issues? Yeah. That's all I know. I don't know anything other than trans people are mad at J.K. Rowling. I have not followed it one bit. That said, John Cleese signed uh, a letter saying that J.K. Yeah. Rowling should not receive death threats for standing up for women's rights. <laughs> so now Twitter is mad at John Cleese saying, oh, he's old, he's irrelevant, fuck John Cleese. I'm like... You have 50 Twitter followers, and John Cleese is a comedy legend. You're calling him irrelevant? It's just the irony is is amazing. The people will say, John Cleese is just trying to be relevant. Well, you're going to make it to John Cleese's age and be having been irrelevant your entire life, you piece of shit. Right, yeah. It, I don't even think that, based off what you just told me, it doesn't sound like he's being anti. He's just like, look, I don't think she should be fucking killed that's what i understand is that he did not say anything about trans people i don't know what her statements are uh, so i can't get involved in that one but apparently he signed a letter that many people signed that said jk rowling does not deserve death threats for her beliefs and so now they're saying he's a piece of shit it's amazing i, I can tell you who i i think should be the most upset about jk Rowling. and, and again I, I don't even remember what the fuck she said but uh it would be any of the actors, actresses, whoever, who's getting royalties off Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, fucking Pamela, what are you doing? Like, just keep your fucking... Well, they had to know my thoughts about trans... No, they didn't. You write about wizard. We had a winning lottery ticket. Now kids ain't buying Harry Potter costumes no more because of some fucking unwoke shit you said. Just shut up. It's the equivalent of... If, if, I'm, if I'm the guy who voiced uh, SpongeBob... And fucking Patrick starts going on talk shows going, Oh, you know how I feel about that son of a bitch Colin Kaepernick. He should stand for the... It's like, dude, what are you at, dude? You, you could have just shut up and kept the fucking money. Like, uh, no one needed to know your political opinions, Patrick. Stop it. That's all you got to do is once you hit the, the lottery, you just sit back and, and go silent. Like, That's all right, this it. is a good life. That's it. You don't know nothing about Trump or COVID or anything. Just fucking all you know about is wizards and spending wizard cash. That's fucking it. Just keep your mouth shut and keep our royalties coming in. You know who is like that? The people who do that, who keep their mouth shut? They sign. I read this several years ago, so I can't really go into detail because my memory is fuzzy. But uh, popular spokespeople like the progressive lady or the Verizon, can you hear me now guy? If you become a character like that where you're just doing commercials, you apparently have to sign a contract that says you will just shut the fuck up, make and they're wealthy. Like the the progressive lady is apparently a multimillionaire because once you become this big cult like figure, they take care of you. And so she is a blank slate. You don't see her on Twitter talking about anything. You don't see, she oh, yeah. just, she doesn't do interviews. You don't see her on uh, the morning. She just cashes her check and goes home and lives her life. I, and I guess that all of those spokespeople are like the, the most interesting man in the world. Apparently after he was done 
Uh, Everything's interesting about you except your political opinions, sir. Keep those quiet well, and keep our brand purple. That's Absolutely. what I was going to say. Is he uh, the the Dosecchi's guy? After he finished being the most interesting man in the world, he did uh, an event with Obama. And everyone blew up and how dare he, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, my contract's done. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm rich. And apparently he was rich. He he was the, the Dos Equis guy for long enough to goddamn retire. That's how well those things wow. pay. So, so, yeah, if you want to talk about uh, people that don't have opinions, J.K. Rowling has her thoughts, but uh, the progressive lady does not. Oh, oh yeah, you 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 will not hear anything she has to say about trans people or any people at all um, outside of what type of insurance they should buy. Exactly. All right, let's jump into some some news. I sent you. I I found a theme this week when I started sending you news stories, and that was holy shit. We live in a planet of stupid people. Um, and I've got a new one this morning. This just happened again from Twitter. But uh, let me just read you quick. Yesterday, Trump was on a virtual meeting with the leaders of the G20 to talk about responses to the global pandemic. Trump spoke briefly and then went golfing. This is his 298th golf trip during his presidency. Today, America passed 12 million coronavirus cases. Now, that happened yesterday. So CNN reported... Trump is skipping a side event at the G20 virtual summit p focused on pandemic response, pandemic preparedness. The president has just arrived at his golf course at Virginia, and there are people responding to the tweet, well-deserved after having to put up with all the bullshit the media is putting him through. It's bullshit. It disgusts me seeing that these people are saying it's okay for him to be treated the way he is. He deserves a break. Good job for our president. He is incredible. Love what he has done for all of us. It's insane. People are defending him going golfing be because they love him. That's where this is at. This is a cult like. This is not cult like. This is a cult. Trumpism is a cult. They will. We, we are. 2,000 people a day are dying now. And he goes golfing, and people are like, good for him. He deserves a break. I, it's, it's, it's insane. Uh, see, I'm glad that he's golfing because I would rather have the pandemic being handled by adults. Uh, see, keep golfing. Let other people handle this. You've done enough. <laughs> You've convinced half the country that it's fucking fake and they should be coughing into each other's mouths right now. You've done enough. Stay away. Stay golfing. Let someone else fucking handle this. Well, I am so glad you said that because that brings us to the second story I sent you where I said it was a, a theme of stupid for this week. South Dakota nurse dying COVID patients, quote, still don't believe the virus is real. This this nurse uh, has said that people that she is taking care of are dying and they're saying this can't be happening this isn't real. The virus is a hoax. As they are dying, they go to the hospital. They don't believe they have COVID. They actively get put on ventilators and or they're, they're, they're shutting down and their dying words are, but it's a hoax. So that is how convinced these people have been by their, their, their dear leader that they're dying. They literally die and their last words are, but it was a hoax. It's all the liberal media. And then uh, they die. It blows my mind because like, 
Okay, for, for one thing, you know who every single one of these people fucking voted for, right? And, yes. and I'm not one of those people that tries to you know, paint all conservatives are evil and liberals are right about everything at all times. Uh, they're, they're on Twitter right now wanting to decapitate John Cleese. Right, because you and I shit Harry on Potter liberals. Oh, and we're going to shit stuff. on liberals. I have something coming up. We're going to yes. shit on liberals soon. Yes. That being said, like, he convinced all of these people that it's so fucking fake that they didn't take any precautions, and even as they're dying from it, they think it's fake. That's that's crazy. I mean, that's that's insane. But it's also like he got it. He came out. And you remember that the, the the emperor wears no clothes stories. The emperor got the fake fucking thing that he said was fake. <laughs> yes. How do you still think it's fake? All everyone around him fucking got it. He went to the hospital for it. Here, I love this quote. Um, and then we can move on. She, the nurse Goddamn said, Trump's going out, pretending that the virus is real. He went soft on me. Don't go soft on me, pretending that the fucking hoax is an actual thing. Like, that's, I, I, I mean, is that what they think at that point? Well, the, the, she, here's her quote. They yell, uh, they scream at you for, quote, magic medicine and that Joe Biden is going to ruin the USA all while gasping for breath on 100% vapotherm. They tell you there must be another reason they are sick. They call you names and ask why you have to wear all that, quote, stuff because they don't have COVID because it's not real. So yeah, that's, I mean, this is how delusional they are. This, it is seeped into every pore in their body that they, they, they watched him get it. They are dying from it. And yet they don't believe they have it. it, it I mean, denial that powerful. And they're, and they're, and they're mad at the, the nurses for wearing protective gear. Okay, okay, fine, you fucking Trump dummy. I, It's not real. It's a hoax. I don't want to get whatever you got. I don't, <laughs> hey, whatever that is. Whatever that, the, the Joe Biden voodoo that you got. I don't want to catch whatever you have. If it's not COVID, then I'm even more scared because we know how to treat COVID a bit. And you apparently got some new shit. You got fucking, you got COVID-20. I don't know. You got, you, you got uh, Biden, Kamala, it's fucking 17. I, I, don't know. I don't know. Whatever you have, it's killing you. And I don't want to breathe it. Good goddamn point. Yes. I mean, yeah, that would be a good comeback. That, that is the best comeback possible. I can't top that. You're right. It is fake. You're dying from something new. Goodbye. You know, we can't right. save you. I don't want to. Yeah. Why are you wearing all that stuff? It's fake. Well, whatever you have is clearly real, and I don't want to get that. Yeah. All right. I just said we would shit on liberals. Uh, let's do that a bit, shall we? Um, yeah, yeah. Jake, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit something to you now that I think I've admitted in the past. I don't know all that much about AOC. I know she's in the news constantly. I know she is a popular figure. I know people love her. People hate her. And I'm yeah. obviously aware of who she is, but she doesn't represent my district, so I never really paid attention to her. She represents the one just north of me. Yeah. I heard an interview with her on a New York Times podcast over the past week, and uh, I don't want to come right out and say I don't think she's very smart, because that's inappropriate, but I will say she seems extremely isolated and lives in a bubble of her own creation, and I don't think she sees outside that bubble. Yeah, that's that's kind of my, my take on it, too. And, and granted, I like having her there because I think it's it's good. I think it's good to have somebody who um, maybe actually wants to push 
against, uh, you know, like big corporations that are basically going to sell all of our fucking jobs elsewhere yeah. and going to push back on a lot of the, the more aggressive foreign policies and really going to actually push hard to get people health care as opposed to this sort of half measure where it's like, I got a blowjob from the insurance company. So, uh. Buy insurance or you'll be in jail. When have the insurance companies ever fucked anyone over? You know, <laughs> like that. That's you get an action. I like that you have her and the Bernies and stuff like that. Yes. You know, the Warrens actually fucking looking out for people as opposed to what a lot of the more mainstream Democrats seem to be, which is just sort of um, I'm going to talk a good game about the poor and downtrodden, and y y you know, minorities and stuff like that. But then uh, I am going to go suck a lizard man's dick underneath the the pentagon and i'm gonna just kind let the big companies do what they want to do oh yeah i agree with you i i don't have anything against most of her policies like her fighting for health care i think is good i agree with you i like having her out there for certain reasons the my statement of saying she is too trapped in her bubble comes from the interview so it was about the election right. And no, yeah, there's definitely interviews and stuff where I'm, I'm like, ah, that's why, that's why it kind of bugs me, like all of the fucking national pressure, because it's like, well, she's very much a, a, a junior representative, and it's like she's yes. young, and she was not, a, I mean, she was, she was bartending before this, so yeah. it's like, and there's maybe kind of let her, you would let her get experience now before yeah. you make her the face of the fucking party, you yeah. know? Well, they were, they, the interview I heard was about the election before. Pre-election, there was supposed to be a blue wave. Not only would the Democrats get the presidency, they'd keep the House and expand the House, and they would take the Senate. They would take Congress and the Senate. And that didn't happen. We got Biden, lost seats in Congress, and did not take the Senate. And they were interviewing her as to why that happened. And her push was because the Democrats weren't uh, extreme enough. They should have been talking about defunding the police on every issue. They should have been pushing for everything that liberals want. And then she specifically picked out uh, someone, uh, Representative Connor Lamb in Pennsylvania, who won his seat in a red district, in a conservative district. And yeah. she said he only spent $2,000 on social media advertising. If you are not spending money on social media advertising, that's wrong. You need to get... And, and I'm thinking this, there's nothing right about this because I live in Iowa and what Republican and, and it's very sad, but Republicans, Trump won in Iowa. We lost uh, uh, a congressional representative and we kept Joni Ernst. Republicans won big in Iowa and all the Republican ads, all they did was say Nancy Pelosi, liberal, AOC, liberal, uh, don't defund the police. So she had specifically. So that's what scares right wing so she had insulted connor lamb and then after hearing that connor lamb interviewed with the new york times and said nothing against aoc but she doesn't know anything about my district my right. district is right wing and i talked to my constituents and this started popping up with other representatives too that said the biggest killer to democrats this year was defund the police and yeah that might work in aoc's district but it doesn't fly anywhere else other than a few pockets where they really want that issue or they, they like that talking point or they absolutely understand what defund the police means. Sure. Right. They picked a shitty title for it, that. They it picked was a, a shitty dog title, shit title for that. Screamed it. And even Biden distanced himself from it. But it was just interesting to hear Connor Lamb, a guy, a Democrat who won in a Trump district. Trump actively campaigned against Connor Lamb and he won 
by talking about the issues voters care about and trying to assuage their fears that no, no, I'm not going to hook up with the squad or Nancy Pelosi. I'm going to govern for you. It's just that I think healthcare for all is good governance. I also think the police are good and important. You know, it, and she it was just interesting to listen to her say that the the reason Democrats didn't win in Republican areas is because they didn't go left far enough and I thought that was a pretty myopic viewpoint. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I could see it in in some ways in that, you know, and and again, you would have to kind of look at how many people voted last time as opposed to how many people voted this time in each district. But there is an argument that if if there's a really low turnout, maybe the Democrats in that area, many of them just didn't vote for anyone. I think a lot of that may have been the case in 2016, but it, it would it would have to you would if you're talking about. Republican districts, you would have to kind of look at, hey, how many people total voted last time compared to how many voted this time? Because obviously, if if your thing is, I wanted him to take a stronger stance with defund the police, you're not going to then go vote Republican. You know, you're just not going to vote at all. Or well, you're going to vote third party or something. She, she said that the uh, Democratic plan of peeling off Republican votes was a bad plan. Whereas when they examine Georgia, they are discovering that the reason Biden won Georgia but the Democratic senators did not win is because there were Republicans that said, you know what, we do have to get Trump out of there, but I don't like all this defund the police uh, left wing stuff. So they voted Democrat president and then Republican senators, and now they're having a runoff. So that happened, too, is it's not a bad idea to appeal to as wide a swath as possible in primaries, it always works to go to extremes, and I find that sad because, you know, you're going to get your base out in a primary. But in a general, you are you need a popular vote. And so the idea that you have to keep pushing further, further to the extreme, I just don't like that on either side. And we can segue that into another story I sent you, which is the right is fractioning, too, I will, which is wait, scary. Before, before we do that, yeah, I, I, I would just say, and I think we've said it on this podcast before, but I, I really think if they would have— Called defund the police, like reform the police or something. I yeah, would have been again, better. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about reforming it. Well, we need to have people trained in all these different areas. Hey, you know what that's going to take to do? Funding, dummy. Yeah. You know, like what do you what, what are you talking about? What do you, what do you we need to have them trained to do all this other stuff? You know what? Hey, hey, I've been in the army. You know what training costs? The taxpayers cost them money. It kind of took funding. Idiot, you're reforming. You're talking about reforming. They're not talking be, because people hear that that do, don't actually kind of read up on what they're talking about, and they think you mean abolishing the police. And then uh, many of your own sort of far farther left extreme kind of people hear that and go, and they they do take it. One yeah, they step run further. with it. They, they say, yeah, we, need, we need to abolish the police, and we, we we need to. And and so people on the right, they you know, a lot of people on the left point to be like, oh, these dummies, they think defund the police means this, and it's like, yeah, because they're looking at what the fuck your side tends to pander to in Portland. That's why they think that is because much of your own side actually thinks that. Yep. So. That's, I mean, yeah, if you, if you kind of, if you, if you read the, the New York Times article about it and stuff like that, oh, they're not talking about getting rid of the cops. In fact, if anything, if you think about it, that's going to take more funding. It's going to take more fucking funding. And if, if, I, I really think if they would have just called it reform the police, it would have been much better. But, oh, no, but it doesn't pander to uh, just, just 
the 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 craziest of crazies in Portland right now. Yeah, uh, throwing piss bottles at cops. So we need to we need to keep those guys. We need to we need to keep those guys in our fucking pocket. They're doing our our, our party party a lot of favors. And you know what? It, it, no, they're not. No, pandering to that shit is not. That's why the fuck. The Democrats, I think, lost uh, Congress seats and 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 didn't take the Senate and stuff like that. Well, and uh, to to go back to the the one of the first things we talked about, uh, it, it's it's almost like if you're not angry at John Cleese, we don't need your vote. Actually, you yeah. do need people's votes that aren't angry at John Cleese. You that should be the define. If you are angry at John right. Cleese, you probably shouldn't be listened to right now. Right. Yeah. It's like, that, well, I, I don't know how we're going to keep. I don't know how, but we're going to keep the Berkeley campus on our side if we don't scalp John Cleese's bald head right now. Yes. That's going to be my reelection plan. And it's for, happening for on both America. sides. So that's what I was going to say. We could segue yeah. into because it's the same topic. It's kissing cousins. Um, since the election, outlets. Oh like, yeah, the other side lives in a fucking f- false reality where they think Trump is going to be there for. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is years, One America you know? News and Newsmax used to have ratings of less than 100,000 people and now are up to a million because Fox News called the election for Trump and people that don't like reality are now searching out, I don't want to say news outlets because even though the name is News Mac and Max and One News, they're not news. They are just propaganda machines. They are, they're, they're somewhere between Fox News and Infowars, closer to Infowars, but... And, and kind of like Twitter and now Parler, like these right wing fuckheads that don't like being told objective truth are now ignoring. They're they're just as bad as the woke Twitter. The the people that are angry at John Cleese and the people that are switching to Parler and Newsmax and leaving behind Fox News. It, it's it's they're they're each side is branching off even further from the center, and that's frightening and stupid and. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting when it comes to 2022 because uh, for the the midterm elections, how that fight's going to go, and then 24. It's it's very fascinating. Yeah, it, Fox News never thought that they would be called the left wing hippies by anyone. Right. But, uh, here we go. They're going. Hey, we're not saying don't put kids in cages. We're just saying give them water. You don't want to <laughs> give them water. God damn it! How am I losing people to these fucking maniacs? Yeah, well, because you're apparently not pandering enough. The instant you objectively call uh, a truth a truth, that's not good enough for some people. So, Fred, I, I know we've probably said this on here before, but I, I've, I've thought for a long time, like, uh, you know, really since COVID started that, you know, this election was going to kind of come down to are the swing states going to get hit really bad medically? And they did. And, yeah. and so he lost, right? And I've also said that, Oh, oh, okay. If he does lose. Let me hold on a second. Let me write this down because I don't want to lose this point. Keep going. Because I, I, I've, I've also said like if he lose, and, and since since COVID was really getting big, it's like all right, that that really looks like a huge possibility now. It's hard to take out a, an, an incumbent candidate. Um, in, in the general election, but should that happen, I think he's going to kind of become one of these media characters, and I think he's just going to be like a Rush Limbaugh, and he's going to kind of take his sort of, um, you, you know, fringe element of what has now become the Republican Party, and he's just going to be like, this is me, the guy who should actually be president, I'm coming to you live right. on Tuesday for the morning show. Like, it's, I think that's kind of what his next move is going to be, is he's going to be the highest paid political pundit on the right that you know we've seen in a long time and so i i think that's the move is he wants to be 
Um, you, you know, he wants to be the Joy Bayard for people in camouflage. And that I, there are a lot of people saying that. I don't disagree with it. I think it could happen. Um, he's a reality TV star before all this. Yeah, and now, now he's he gets to go do it again. Be the yeah, he gets to be the fucking Duck Wars guy. What's that? What's that guy? Uh, duck, duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Yeah, he gets to be like a Duck Dynasty guy. Yeah, well, you know, just he'll it, probably have his own brand. He'll have like MAGA duck calls. The only difference will be when he goes golfing every day, the media won't shit on him for it because he's supposed to be doing real work. That way, that is his work. This is a better gig. Yeah. This is a better gig for him. The country's better off when he's doing that instead of being in the fucking White House letting everyone get the plague. He's better off. He just gets, yeah, I'm so fucking great. I'm the greatest goddamn thing ever. I get to just sit here and talk about how how great I am and how shitty the liberals are. I don't actually have to do any grown-up stuff. You know, so I I think it's a move. Well, this is the last thing we can say about uh, people being stupid. It's the note I quick wrote when you uh, a moment ago. I said, "Ooh, I I don't want to forget this because you had made a mention of COVID is going to hit the swing states and it's going to go rural. Like at the beginning, it was just New York, liberal elite. Oh, you know, Los Angeles, big cities. It's never going to happen here. And then it happened everywhere. Um now that we're a couple of weeks out from the election, they did do studies and studied voter trends and, and watched the population. You know, they, they did all the analysis. Places that were hit the worst economically and uh, got more cases count voted for Trump. And the places that were more well off voted for Biden. So rural, depressed economically counties said, wow, this all sucks. We should keep the guy in office that allowed it to happen more than any other places in America. That is oh yeah, insane. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. That I it was closer than I fucking thought it was going to be, and, mm-hmm. and you know, especially with how bad the, the swing states were getting it right in fucking voting time. You know, beginning beginning in November. That's that's when you don't want them to have it. That being said, the only thing I was trying to scrub, kind of scrub through that article and find if they kind of separated. Because um, it kept talking about how the places that got hit bad medically and economically were voting for him. But yeah. I'm like, well, those I, I know that they're tied. I know that this economy tanks because of covid. That being said, I, I thought that he would win in a landslide if the swing states didn't get it as bad as the coast. But they were still shutting down economically and stuff. Because then he gets to ride in on the back of a of of of, of, of a of a chariot, and he is now the white knight of the economy. And if they're getting hit worse economically than they are medically, they're gonna fucking love this guy, you know. And so some of these counties, well, I'm like, all right, but are they getting hit bad with COVID? Because that makes a difference. If everyone's out of work. And you're convinced that, hey, this virus isn't that bad or whatever, and you don't know anybody who got it really bad, you're going to tend to be a little more like, yeah, fucking open up, you liberal dummies. Like, let us go to work. People are losing their jobs. We're not dying from COVID here. So that, to me, I think needed to be a little bit more separated. All right. Article, I can see that. Yeah, will. I can hear that point. Well, maybe they will. Uh, we'll see if there are any studies on that in the coming week. But hell, uh, they said in South Dakota there was people. Their last words were, "I don't believe the thing that's killing me is real." So if you're if you're losing your job in a place that's not getting hit by it, you definitely, definitely <laughs> are are going to be behind this guy. Point, goddamn taken. Well, well, 
well puzzle pieced together, Jake. I did not make those two connections, but you did. God bless you and your uh, alcoholic brain for for sloshing those two together. Well done, dude. I'm not even that hungover today. No, I know. I'm just a little making bit, fun, but not bad. No, I, I'm I'm genuinely saying good job, but also <laughs> not, making not fun bad. of your alcoholism. No, no. But. All right, my friend. Uh, good talking to you as always. Visit jakevevra.com. Visit nathantimmel.com. Ooh, and if you are hearing this in the Dubuque area, this will post tomorrow on the 23rd. On Wednesday, the 25th, I have a show in Dubuque at the Five Flags Theater. Um, am I a theater comic? No. Can I fill a theater? No. But is a theater big enough for maybe a hundred people to come and socially distant see a show yes that's why it's being put in a theater they did this last minute they said we have seats for a couple thousand people so we'll we will sell as many tickets as we can up to several hundred so that everybody can be socially distant and safe so if you are in the dubuque area and you want to see a show the day before thanksgiving i will be at the five flags theater all right comedy nathantimmel.com bye jake Later.